Thank you for listening to the Desert Road Community Church podcast. If you would like to support Desert Road Community Church, go to www.desertroad.church and select the online giving tab. Now, let's join Pastor Dave Prosser as he gives this week's message. You know, we've been working through the book of Acts, and, and as I was looking at this, because I'm going to miss two Sundays, I didn't want to start the next section, which is starts Acts 13, verse 1, because that section starts uh, where Barnabas and Saul are sent out on their first missionary journey. And I didn't want to start that today and then have two weeks away from it. Uh, Terry's going to be speaking, preaching next week. John's going to be preaching the, the next week on uh, July the 4th. Uh, so I didn't want to go there. And so I, I'm going a different direction here. Uh, let me ask you a quick question. Would anybody know what that is a picture of besides a crick running through some woods? I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. It's in Itasca State Park in Minnesota. The headwaters of the Mississippi River. That is the start of the Mississippi River. Now, is that the way you picture the Mississippi River? Have you driven across a bridge across the Mississippi River or been along the Mississippi? The mighty, muddy, rolling <laughs> Mississippi? Or uh, seen barges going up and down the Mississippi? I don't think a barge would go uh, in this area right here. You can literally, here's a spot, you can literally walk across the Mississippi River. <laughs> How about that? Why am I showing you a picture of the headwaters of the Mississippi? Well, because of a passage of Scripture here in Ezekiel, you all probably were reading in the book of Ezekiel this week in devotions, right? No. <laughs> Ezekiel chapter 47. We're going to read the whole chapter here. So I'll put it up here. If you don't have your Bible with, you can follow along. So Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1. Ezekiel's been seeing these visions, getting these visions, and he's getting another one here now. He says, The man brought me back to the entrance to the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. Now, hang on a second here. You remember I always say to you, experience Scripture. Feel Scripture. So I want you to envision what's happening here and this vision that Ezekiel seeing here. So think of even our building here right now. Okay, that way, that's east. So Ezekiel seeing water coming from the entrance of the temple, flowing towards the east. Okay, the water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. Then he brought me out through the north gate and led me around to the outside of to the outer gate facing east and the water was trickling from the south side as a man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand he measured off a thousand cubits now a thousand cubits cubits is about a third of a mile third of a mile just so you know that and then he led me through the water that was ankle deep, sort of like the headwaters of the Mississippi. I can walk through that. It's just ankle deep. 
He measured off another thousand cubits, and he led me through water that was knee-deep. He measured off another thousand, and he led me through water that was up to my waist. He measured off another thousand, and now it was a river that I could not cross, because the water had risen and was deep enough, it was deep even enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. Does that sound like what you might think of in the Mississippi? Remember that picture of the headwaters? I could walk across that. But if I went down the Mississippi for a distance, I bet pretty soon it would be up to my waist, up to my knees. A little farther, it might be up to my waist. Pretty soon I'm going down the Mississippi, the length of the Mississippi, and it's flowing so much that I couldn't even swim across it. He asked me, son of man, do you see this? <laughs> yeah, I see it. Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region and goes down to the Araba, and that's the, that's the Jordan Valley, where it enters the Dead Sea. Now get what is happening here. This water is flowing out of the temple towards the sea. You know what the Dead Sea is like, right? Dead. Okay, good. Okay. When it empties into the sea, the salty water becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be a large number of fish because the water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from Engedi to Engalim. There will be yeah, there will be places for spreading nets. The fish will of many kinds like the fish in the Mediterranean Sea, but the swarm swamps and the marshes will be will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. That way people can go and get salt. There's still salt available. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. I reread this and reread this and reread this and reread this, and every time I got more excited about what this vision was that Ezekiel was seeing. You want me to go back and reread the whole thing so you can get that excited? I, this is cool stuff. This is a, absolutely amazing stuff. Here we saw Ezekiel, and he's brought in a vision to the entrance of the temple. There he saw the water flowing eastward out of it from underneath the south side of the temple, out of the threshold. And again, just if somebody left water running out back and you saw water flowing out of the south side of this building and it flowed down the road towards the east, that would get your attention probably, wouldn't it? And the stream passed down the south side of the altar, past the entrance of the, of the inner court, that sanctuary part, and through the outer court, to this outer temple complex along the south side towards the eastern gate. And then this divine messenger takes Ezekiel out to look at the stream. 
Look at this flow of water coming from the temple. Coming from the temple. And the measure, the, the messenger, he uses this measuring rod. I, I don't know if it was, you know, we're not told what the length of the measuring rod was. It definitely wasn't a third of a mile. It must have been in sections. And you can lay it here, lay it here, lay it here, and mark it off. And measured off a thousand cubits. And he, he led Ezekiel to the water. He led him there. And first it was ankle deep. Then another thousand cubits where the water was knee deep, and yet another thousand where it was waist deep. But he measured off another thousand cubits, and the water was too deep. He couldn't even swim across it. No one was able to cross at that point. The water was so deep. And we're told that the water flowed towards the east, towards the, and emptied into the, the Dead Sea. And that, it just amazes me. Empties into the Dead Sea. And what happened? The salty water became fresh water. And as a result, the Dead Sea became alive with all these living creatures and all this abundance of fish. The fishermen could stand along the banks of the river and catch as many fish as they wanted. All different types. Trout. Walleye, catfish, you name it. All those types of fish were there. They could cast their nets and catch all the fish they wanted. So what was the basic purpose of this, this divine river that was flowing? I think it was to bring life. To bring life into that dead sea, to bring life into the length of the river is flowing on the trees on either side, bringing all kinds of fruit and its leaves for healing. Where did it come from? Out of the temple. Did you catch? It came out of the temple and flowed to bring life. I read this, and why did, why did I continue every time I reread this and reread it, get excited about it? Because I think that's exactly the same thing that the church is about. That's the exact purpose of the church, is to bring life. Eternal life. I looked at our logo this week, too, in reading this. Now, of course, we're Desert Road... Community Church. Maybe we could be called Desert River Community Church. <laughs> because even as I looked at our logo, on, the, on the, the far side towards that little mountain area, it's sort of narrow. And as it flows down to the cross, it gets a little wider. And I kept rereading this and rereading this in Ezekiel and thinking, that's, that's what's happening here, is there's a river of life bringing life because of the cross here also. And we're a part of that. And from day one, two and a half years ago, that's what this church has been about. I, I look at churches, some in the Christian Missionary Alliance. Sorry, Alliance folks, if you're watching. They come and sit in their chairs and their pews every Sunday 
and go home and do nothing. I, those aren't churches bringing life. And I, we will never be a church that's not on mission. Our very first Sunday together and the first bulletin we ever had said that very same thing that it says today. We are a church on mission. We are a church that's going to serve, whether it's the Genesis Project or whatever else we come up with, <laughs> the Boys Academy. Do you know how much of a blessing that is to those boys? Because I hear the reports back, you know, uh, in, in, in just a few weeks after we've been there. We've been there for three Christmas parties now at the Boys Academy in Queen Creek. We are able to go down there and minister to the boys in, in a couple of cabins that we go down and, and minister to. We take an abundance of Christmas gifts down to them. Every boy gets a bag full of whatever they have requested. They get it because of this church. We've blessed people in, in, in Mexico going and painting houses and doing other tasks in Mexico. I look forward to when we go to the Navajo Reservation and serve there. That's why I want us to go as a church, a church on mission. See, out of these doors, out of that threshold, going to the east is the love of God flowing from each of you. A river of life going out. And that excites me. <laughs> that excites me, folks. Just, it's amazing what's going on. This river that Ezekiel is talking about here and, and experiencing, it's very similar to, to the river that was in the Garden of Eden. Because in Genesis chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, I won't put those up here, but I referenced them in your bulletin for you. Uh, God provided a river that gave life, gave life to the land and, and this, this perfect environment that the river was flowing through. That life-giving river dried up with the fall of man. Now here in Ezekiel, and we're going to take a look at a, a, a river in the book of Revelation also, this full redemption of the land was about to be completed. Once again, this divine life-giving waters would flow from the source of God's residence, the temple, the church, see? The church, God's residence. And to heal the land. To heal the land. We do that at Desert Road Community Church. I see the healing that flows out of here. So we've got this river of life that's seen in the book of Genesis and, and this vision that Ezekiel has. I'd like for you to take a look at, and I'll put it up here, the, the river that's described in, in the book of Revelation, chapter 22, starting in verse 1 here. Then the angel, so John's writing about his vision now. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as 
clear as crystal. I, I, you know what? I bet the river that Ezekiel saw was as clear as crystal also. It was flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down to the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for healings of the nation. Does that sound like Ezekiel's vision also? No longer will there be, no longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in the city, and His servants will serve Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of the lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. This one point of clarification here is in in Ezekiel, he mentioned the trees that lined the riverbanks and that they were various types of fruit that were yielding their crops month after month. In Revelation, there's one tree. It's the tree of life. And the tree of life is going to be the tree that lines the banks. And it's going to continue to give one fruit, and that's a fruit of life, also of healing, but it's going to do that. So what do all these visions of flowing rivers and trees have to do with us? This, again, is the church. We give the word of God, we give it in speech, <laughs> we give it in actions, and that provides eternal life. That provides the eternal life that's found through our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. So Desert Road Community Church is part of the Christian and Missionary Alliance. That's our logo right there. Savior, Sanctifier, Healer, Coming King. Just a little side note there, John, if you're going to be licensed by the CMA, you got to know that. Jesus Christ, the Savior, Sanctifier, Healer, Coming King, you got to know that. We have a motto also in the CMA. Whoops, I didn't put it up there. All of Jesus for all the world. It's in the bulletin, that's it. I knew I put it somewhere. All of Jesus for all the world. That's what drives and motivates the Christian and Missionary Alliance. Again, at General Council a couple weeks ago, we were able to commission 50, 50 new missionaries to take the gospel to unreached people groups. All of Jesus for all the world. We do that right here, <laughs> starting right here. Lord, use us. May Desert Road Community Church be a church where your living life flows, flows in abundance, Lord. 
Because there are people as neighbors. There's people in our greater community. There's people in Arizona that need to have an encounter with Jesus. May we be the living water that they see. May we refresh them at their moment of need, Lord. Thank you for using this church and all of us. Continue, Lord, to use us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.